You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6. So don't go anywhere right now. Seriously. Pretty good advice on a day like this. The snow started falling right on schedule this morning, and it has continued on and off all day, causing all kinds of mayhem, including a plane skidding off the runway in Abbotsford. Good evening, and thanks very much for joining us. It was a good day to stay home if you could, with as much as 15 centimeters of snow falling throughout the day, and it's not over yet. We've got team coverage for you tonight and a look at the conditions and trouble across the Lower Mainland. We'll start with meteorologist Christy Gordon. This all happening pretty much exactly as you predicted earlier this week, Christy, and some good pictures to prove it. Yes, exactly. So, Chris, the hardest hit area was Coquitlam with 16 centimeters of snow. North Shore was right in behind with 15, though. The streets were a mess there. The snow was falling so quickly that the crews just couldn't keep up. The hardest or the heaviest snow really fell between about 10 a.m. and 3 today. Langley along Highway 1, very slippery. Many cars ended up in the ditch. Not as much snow there, about 7 centimeters, but in areas like Delta up to 11. 11 centimeters and near whiteout conditions and SFU uh, students a tough trek today a lot of the uh, buses couldn't make their way up Burnaby Mountain a lot of them had to hike their way up there now how much more snow on the way the the main part of this system is really done with but we are going to see waves and at times those waves could be quite heavy so overnight tonight Metro Vancouver Two to ten centimeters still possible. And for those of you out in the Fraser Valley, especially east out towards Hope, up to 20. It all should come to an end by about 5 a.m. though, Chris. And I'll show you what that means for your Saturday. Don't forget, we still have another storm potentially Saturday night. All right, we'll get the details a little later. Thanks very much, Christy. Some scary moments for passengers aboard this plane attempting to take off around noon today in Abbotsford. The King Air twin-engine aircraft was carrying 10 people when it slid off the runway and out into a field. Thankfully, there were no major injuries, but according to emergency services, at least eight people were taken to hospital for treatment. Obviously, conditions were slippery and snowy, but the Transportation Safety Board is now investigating to determine the exact cause of that mishap. Now we'll bring in Jill Bennett. Jill, a challenging day across the board for drivers and, as we just saw, pretty treacherous for pilots, too. Chris, uh, delays, cancellations for many flights. The roads, the good news right now is the main routes in Vancouver appear to be quite good. The side roads, it's a much different story. And those main routes had major issues earlier today as well. It doesn't take much snow to make getting around Vancouver difficult for some, especially the bigger buses. A late February winter storm is a headache for many on the roads. For others on foot, though, it's not such a big deal. I I love it. You know, you love it? I actually do. It's February. Yeah, exactly. All the other part of the country is still snowing, right? Yeah. Ending winter with a bang, I guess. Yeah. At Carisdale Lumber, lessons learned from last year came in handy. We doubled up our star from what we had last year on ice melt and salt. We're bringing in two pallets of the ice melt coming in here today, too. The city of Vancouver pulled crews from other departments to make it all hands on deck for prepping and snow removal. We brine when it's dry and we salt when it's wet, and we do require uh, vehicles to um, be on the road that activates that material. Um, and so we have been out, uh, had shifts both night and day over the last week uh, dealing with that. 
At Harbor Air, flights were canceled because of poor visibility, all caused by the winter weather. Crews were also busy clearing runways at YVR, but there were still several delays. Passengers on a WestJet flight to Phoenix say they sat on the tarmac for almost five hours after an engine problem and at least two de-icings. They were then told the flight was canceled. To sit there from 8.30, 8.45 till 1 to 1.15, long haul, for not going anywhere. And I can't get my luggage. I'm not sure where it is. You have no idea where your luggage is? No, but I, hopefully it's in Vancouver. And this passenger arrived from Taipei to learn his Air Canada connection to Saskatoon was cancelled because of the weather. We're sitting on the tarmac, so I figured, well, I'll try and get a hold of an agent while we're there, right? And, uh, and, and we finally did. She's like, yeah, we've had some trouble with weather. Flights are kind of booked up for you. As soon as we can get you home, March 1st, we can get you home. Now, we did just hear from WestJet. Uh, they have added another flight tomorrow to get those stranded passengers to Phoenix. Uh, we also heard from Air Canada. It appears they're trying to find a way to get that passenger home before March 1st. However, YVR is still operating under winter conditions, meaning there are still delays and cancellations. You can get to the airport on these roads, but passengers are being told, call ahead, and your flight might not take off on time or might not take off at all. Chris? All right. It's going to be a problem for a while. Thanks very much, Jill. Now, visibility and icy conditions causing widespread mayhem on the roads, even though the main routes are clearer now, not to mention forcing multiple schools to cancel classes. Ramina Dea has more on how South Coasters coped and the challenge facing those trying to help. Vehicle carcasses scattered in ditches across the lower mainland. Whiteout conditions hit early in Delta. We just spun out and down it went. Just no stopping it. Drivers cursing the conditions, the S word on everyone's lips. I just got stuck. I just got stuck. Highway 10 eastbound closed. Deja vu for many motorists. I was stuck almost the same place last year. On the Alex Fraser Bridge, crews deployed cable collar chains to clear snow and ice from the cables. No, we've been stuck here about an hour and a half. Buses trapped on Burnaby Mountain. No access to SFU, one of several campuses which cancelled classes across Metro Vancouver. <laughs> These students rescued by a friendly face. There's five seats, so jump in, put a seatbelt on, and I, so I assume no liability. 35 years plowing the province's highways. Patrick Miller is frustrated that drivers still don't get it. We've got people going around uh, the right-hand side with our plows down and all that snow coming off. And, you know, it just creates a, a dangerous situation. Obvious advice, but worth repeating. Miller says, slow down. He's not the bad guy. Just remember that we're not out here just to get in their way. We're just trying to make the road safer for them to get home safely to their families. Romina Dea, Global News. A number of crashes on the sea to sky have closed it in both directions between Squamish and Whistler tonight. Take a look at the huge backup on Highway 99 at the Culloden Creek Bridge. That's about 24 kilometers north of Squamish. Drive BC says the route will likely remain closed until at least 10 o'clock tonight. To say it's been a difficult day on the roads would be an understatement. Dozens of spun-out cars and accidents all over the place, not to mention those forced to just abandon their vehicles. Aaron MacArthur joins us now safely from the passenger seat with more on the situation right now. Aaron. 
Yeah, Chris, we thought we'd take a drive uh, during the evening commute and see what things are like out here on the roads. And believe it or not, things are much better than they were earlier in the day. The snow just sort of came back here. We're crossing the Portman Bridge heading west towards the city. But the roads have been clear anyway, slushy in spots, a little bit icy out towards the valley. We just came across a spun out car at 192nd. It was it didn't look all that serious. It was cleared away quite quickly. Earlier in the day, not the story. The highway was terrible right from the Burnaby Lake stretch all the way to the Portman Bridge. It took people, in some cases, two hours, three hours to get from Burnaby across the Portman Bridge into the valley. Uh, crossing the bridge now, we can see the crews are still here, have the HOV lanes closed, and have the callers getting reset for another round of snow that's expected tonight. We'll keep driving around, see what conditions are like, and we'll check back as, it, as the show goes on. Chris? All right, sounds good. Thanks very much, Aaron. Drive safely. And some dramatic moments in Vancouver after a dog fell through the ice at Trout Lake. Lake's frozen over. That dog over there is going for a walk. Oh, my God. Oh, the, my God. The dog's in the water. That is how quickly it happened. Seconds later, a woman, who wasn't even the dog's owner, jumped in and began breaking ice to get out to the pup. She was waist-deep in water before being able to grab the dog and pull it to safety. She rescued it and brought it back. Um, they're in a house now just around the corner, Trout Lake. Uh, she's oh with God. paramedics. They, somebody brought her into their house and uh, put her in a, in a hot bath, I think, pretty quickly. Um, never seen anything like that before. Oh and it goes without saying, park board staff say the ice is not safe right now and both people and their pets should steer well clear of it. We'll find out. But right now, a story out of Vancouver Island is generating international headlines for all the wrong reasons. People are outraged after a family adopted a pot-bellied pig and then killed it for food. What's worse, as Kylie Stanton reports, it appears to be perfectly legal. Can I have a kiss? Oh, thank you. They're lovable and easily trained. All the makings of a great pet. But there's one thing pot-bellied pigs aren't ideal for, and that's food. The SPCA is not the place you go to get this, this kind of pork onto your plate. That wasn't the case for Molly. The three-year-old pig was adopted from the BC SPCA by a Duncan couple on January 19th. It's being alleged after they came to realize they couldn't care for the animal properly, she was slaughtered for food. This is mortifying. News of Molly's death is sparking outrage among animal lovers online and across the province. These little pigs have a lifespan between 10 and 15 years. She was robbed and no charges are being made. According to the SPCA's Lori Chordick, the adoptive couple underwent thorough adoption counselling, even putting in writing Molly would be a pet and would live on their farm. She would not be used for food. However, once an adoption agreement is made, that person is the full legal owner of that animal. And unless the animal is left to suffer, there are absolutely no laws whatsoever that would allow any recourse. The organization did send out constables to the property to investigate the matter and determined the animal was killed humanely. You know, had this been a cat or a rabbit, would this be different? Would they be looking at it as an animal cruelty case in that aspect? In a statement, Chordick says the reality is it's not illegal legal to kill your own animal in Canada. Someone can take a gun and shoot their dog in the head as long as the dog dies instantly. Unfortunately, there is no law against that. The man who adopted Molly has been marked in the BCSPCA database as never being allowed to adopt any animal from them again.
Good boy. Now how can you eat that? But for this pig owner, that won't bring Molly back. There needs to be something changed, either in the contracting, bylaws. It's completely wrong. Kylie Stanton, Global News. RCMP are asking for your help identifying a man who allegedly robbed a taxi driver. And there's a very good picture of him. It happened in South Surrey on February 1st. Police say the cabbie picked up the suspect in the 2200 block of 160th Street. The man asked the driver to pull over and then allegedly robbed him before taking off on foot. The driver was shaken up but not hurt. The suspect, described as Caucasian, 5 feet 8 inches with a medium build. If you have any information, you're asked to contact police. That picture will be up on our website, too. Got some good news today for anyone who takes transit in Metro Vancouver. TransLink is rushing delivery of its new SkyTrain cars. The system is getting a total of 80 new cars by 2020. That's a, about a third of them three years ahead of schedule. It follows two consecutive years of record passenger growth. It also prepares us for the 1.2 million more people expected to move to Metro Vancouver over the next 30 years. We'll see a 10% capacity growth on the Expo line, a 23% growth of capacity on the Millennium line, and up to a 30% growth of capacity on Canada line. With increased capacity on the Millennium and Expo lines, that means more people can be assured they're going to get to work on time. It's good for industry, it's good for business, it's good for commuters, and it's good for families. The 56 new Expo and Millennium Line cars are due to be in service by the end of next year. The 24 new Canada Line cars are expected by late 2020. The BC Winter Games are in full swing in Kamloops tonight with more than 2,100 athletes and coaches from across the province competing in 19 sports. And as Nadia Stewart reports... One sport, surprisingly, is making its BC Games debut, hoping to help maintain Canada's dominance in the Olympic event. Racing to the finish line, these young snowboarders are feeling the rush. I was stoked. Racers ready. Competing for the very first time at the BC Winter Games. Snowboarding makes its debut. I was just super stoked that it's happening. And it's super good for snowboarding, too. Well, I didn't know that it, like, wasn't at it because I didn't really know a whole lot about it until my coach was like, hey, you should go to the BC Winter Games and try it out. So I was like, sure. So I was so excited. The thrill of competition only builds with each run, following in the footsteps of the athletes they look up to, Darcy Sharp and Mark McMorris. Because they both have so much fun. It's so fun to watch them. They just, yeah, they have fun with their friends. They do super well in snowboarding. She tried it backside 900. Not to mention Spencer O'Brien, another Team Canada member representing on the slopes in Pyeongchang. To see them achieving their dream, perhaps all the motivation these kids need as they pursue their own. To have our kids be able to look up to these athletes, to have our children be able to ride alongside these athletes. We're really lucky to live in, a, in Whistler where they get to watch these women and men compete. It only builds for them. It only gives them something to really, really shoot for. Yeah, I'd like to represent Team Canada. That'd be so fun. Going to the afternoon ceremony, see the torch being lit, would be super cool. And so rewarding to one day cross that finish line wearing the maple leaf. Nadia Stewart, Global News. Back to our top story now. The mayhem caused by all of today's snowfall. It is tapering off a little bit right now, but the damage has already been done on the roads. Aaron MacArthur is out and about tonight with a look at current conditions. Aaron. 
Yeah, Chris, tapering off, certainly, except here in Coquitlam, the snow is falling fairly significantly and accumulating on the streets and the side streets here in Coquitlam. We're on Westwood now, heading north towards the plateau, and snow on the roads, certainly icy, people going really slowly, not taking too much to chance. Uh, as we climb in elevation, the snow really starts to pick up. I heard Christy say there were 16 centimeters of snow here in Coquitlam. Certainly the case, the most I've seen on our drive around. We'll, uh, we'll keep looking for, uh, for weather and, and seeing how the roads are as the show goes on. No doubt. All right, thanks very much, Aaron. Well, today's snowstorm has been a nightmare for drivers, but for thousands of B.C. students, it couldn't have come at a better time. They're off for a teacher's Pro-D Day, and as Linda Aylesworth reports, it seems like almost all of them headed outside. Driving and snow, not the best combination, especially where hills are concerned. They can be treacherous. On the other hand, they can be amazing. I love it when it snows. It's like the best. It's below zero, but Lena and Ksenia are having way too much fun to feel the cold. As for the grown-ups at the top of the hill watching over them... Definitely the parents are like, I wish it wasn't snowing. Don't be so sure about that. I'm cold, but we'll make the day of it, have fun here, and then when they get tired, we're going to go to Lonsdale and have pizza, and we're going to have hot chocolate. It isn't often that a snow day happens on a pro-D day. At least that was the case in North Vancouver. This is practically our whole school out here. (laughs) We know everybody. It's like neighborhood fun. The last time you went tobogganing? Oh, probably 40 years ago. (laughs) At least. (laughs) Nothing like getting your grandson on such a day to remind you how young you are. Well, I've got him for the full day on a snowy day with not many toys, so this is a good thing. He shoveled my driveway. This is his reward. How is she? Is she pretty good? Yeah. He's okay. (laughs) So for those who had to spend the day trying to avoid sliding, tough break. On the toboggan slope, fender benders are just part of the fun. Well, the drive was a bit treacherous, to be honest, but uh, when you get to come and have the fun, that, that's what it's about. Okay, let's go. Ah! Linda Aylesworth, Global News. How about this? It's not just the kids who are having fun in the snow today. At the Vancouver Aquarium, two-year-old sea otters Mac and Kunick and eight-year-old Hardy are having a ball, or maybe a snowball, so to speak. Sea otters have no insulating fat layer, but what keeps them warm is one of the thickest fur coats in the animal kingdom with up to a million hairs per square inch. Cold doesn't bother them at all. Hard to imagine on a day like today, but spring will be here soon. And the BC Home and Garden Show going on right now is the place to get some new ideas. Our Caitlin Herbst is at BC Place to fill us in on what's happening down there. Caitlin. Yeah, the BC Home and Garden Show is all about the exhibitors, but also learning things. There's tons of talks, and joining me now is a lady who's going to be doing some talks, HGTV star Danielle Brick. You're the queen of DIY, design, and contractor. How did you learn to do it all? I actually learned everything that I know from my mom. I, it was not uncommon when we were growing up for me to come downstairs and she'd be in the midst of like some major reno or another. And so it kind of just, I grew up thinking, oh, what you do has nothing to do with your gender. It has nothing to do with your size. It's just about your interest and your skill. 
So I always say to people who are interested in learning the trades, start small. Like start with something that you feel comfortable with, even painting. That's how I started. And and then go from there and build up your confidence. But definitely go for it because I feel like it's one of the most empowering things to be able to control your environment. And one of the ways you can save money. DIY will save you money. Absolutely. I mean, renovating is not cheap. There's no (laughs) sugarcoating it. It's expensive. Budgeting is, is, is a really, really difficult thing. But if you can save some money doing some stuff, why not? and then put it toward the pretty stuff. (laughs) The pretty stuff. And you'll be talking all about that this weekend uh, during your talks at the BC Home and Garden Show. The Home and Garden Show runs at BC Place from now right through to Sunday. Back to you, Chris. Fantastic. Thanks very much, Caitlin. Now, a growing backlash against the powerful National Rifle Association after its response to the Florida school shooting massacre. Three car rental companies and a major American bank are among the corporations announcing they are severing ties with the organization. With Hertz Ultimate Choice. Tonight, America's biggest car rental companies splitting with the NRA. Hertz, Avis, and Enterprise saying they'll no longer offer discounts to members of the National Rifle Association. Adding to a growing list of companies from MetLife to Best Western to Chubb Insurance, all discontinuing deals for NRA members. The calls for a boycott growing on social media with the hashtag BoycottNRA. Parkland shooting survivor David Hogg also applying pressure, in particular to FedEx, which has a discount for NRA members. No comment today from the shipping giant. The most powerful consumer or the most influential consumer is an 18-year-old. Their mothers wear what they wear, and they have an entire lifetime of consumer disposable income ahead of them. And in the heartland, the largest privately held bank in America, First National Bank of Omaha, no longer issuing a NRA credit card that helps fund the group's programs. The reason? Customer feedback. The NRA, which has 5 million members, did not respond to requests for comment. And now some gun rights supporters say they'll counter-boycott the companies who are cutting ties with the NRA. In Nebraska alone, I mean, we're a very red state. Come out and say you're just going to drop the NRA when most of us are members. That's taking a pretty big gamble. CNBC anchor and New York Times columnist Andrew Ross Sorkin suggests credit card companies and banks could limit gun sales by no longer processing those payments. And if business goes first and is successful, I could see others in Washington, including President Trump, following that lead. As businesses hear from customers and follow the money. Jolene Kent, NBC News. Authorities in Peru are taking some drastic measures in their battle against drug cartels. Police are destroying more than a dozen remote jungle landing strips that are reportedly used by the cartels to move cocaine between neighboring countries. Peru is on par with Colombia as one of the world's biggest cocaine producers. In anti-narcotics raids around the landing strips, authorities also seized materials at drug labs and destroyed the operation. The Peruvian military is allowed by law to shoot down drug smuggling aircraft. In Health Matters tonight, a new study says tears could help diagnose Parkinson's disease. Scientists at UCLA looked at certain proteins that are released when we cry. They found that Parkinson's patients had different levels of those proteins, and they hope further study will determine whether tears could one day diagnose Parkinson's before any of the symptoms develop. You're watching Global News Hour at 6. 
A stolen masterpiece recovered and the surprising place it was found coming up right after the weather forecast. Christy's here now with an update on all the help we're getting on social media. Just figuring out where the snow has fallen over the last little while, Christy. Yeah, it's great. And getting uh, images and uh, all sorts of information from all over the place. Keep sending those updates to me and I'll tweet them out as well. But I'll show you some of them here. Look, blizzard-like uh, in our tower cam shot. Here's a look at some of your tweets. Stella sent us this one. Grand Boulevard in North Vancouver, 6 p.m. and still dumping. And I had a look. That's 21 centimeters in that area. Reports of 24 in West Vancouver. Uh, 13 centimeters in Burnaby. Thanks to Jaybird for that one. And another one here for you from Abbotsford showing 11 centimeters and counting thanks to Kiara for that one. So yeah, it's great to see your photos and your measurements. Here's a look at the totals that I've collected because of all of your information. So West Vancouver seems to be the winner at 24 centimeters. Westwood Plateau just behind 22. Coquitlam now at 20 there. Abbotsford 11. Burnaby at, uh, at 13. So some good numbers, that's for sure. How much more? Well, here's the breakdown. Those of you across Vancouver Island, not as much except for the inland sections near Port Alberni. You may see another seven centimeters. Uh, Sunshine Coast up to five, potentially. Metro Vancouver, five to ten is what we're expecting. And it all will come to an end by about 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. But those of you out in the Fraser Valley, in particular Chilliwack out towards Hope, I don't expect it to ease up until maybe 8 a.m. for you. So that's why you could see up to another 20 centimeters and up towards Squamish far more as well uh, as it's a little bit uh, heavier in that area. Now for the rest of the region, we're going to see this clear out overnight. So tomorrow morning, far lighter, a few flurries in the central interior. And then this system here. We were expecting a big break in between these two systems, but this next one is moving in quickly. So by the afternoon hours, we're expecting it here on the south coast. We are going to be tracking the temperatures closely. It looks like it could be a rain mix of snow uh, events. So that's what we'll be watching at the very least near the water, just rain, but those higher elevations certainly could be snow. Uh, Kasha and Yvonne will be here all day to help you out with that. Uh, Here's a look at your forecast for tomorrow. So snowfall for these inland sections across the south, mainly dry, just a few flurries in those eastern sections for our area. Dry in the morning, Fraser Valley still a few flurries in the morning and then it will clear out, but that next system arrives in the afternoon tomorrow and that takes us into our Sunday. So it's a Saturday night event as to whether or not we'll see that snowfall. Here's a look at your birthdays. One, Frida Anderson celebrating 104 years from Cloverdale and I'll leave you with this great shot from North Vancouver. Thanks to Robin for this. She was playing with her dog in the snow. Fantastic. He's loving it. Okay, thank you very much, Christy. French officials are celebrating the recovery of a masterpiece that was stolen nearly a decade ago. The pastel work called The Chorus Singers was painted in 1877 by Degas and stolen in 2009 from a museum in Marseille. It was found inside a suitcase in the luggage department of a bus. Police found it while carrying out random checks at a highway rest area and say no one on the bus claimed the painting. Its value? About $1.2 million. Well, once again, British Columbians are saying no to bullies. Today's Pink Shirt Day luncheon inspiring people to address the problem of bullying in our schools, our workplaces, homes and online. Among those in attendance were Manjeet and Suman Virk. The parents of Rena Verk, who was killed by fellow teens in Victoria more than 20 years ago. The CKNW Kids Fund Pink Shirt Day happens next Wednesday. I'll be handing out shirts on the corner of Georgia and Granville. Hope to see you nice. down there.
I can't believe I didn't wear my pink. I know, right? I, I, sorry, I got caught up but in it's the pink, snow. But pink shirting next week, we're going to be on it. Okay. We're going to be on it, for sure. Squire's here, too. With Thank you. Thank How are you, sir? I'm very good. You? Good. Oh, we have another medal to tell you about very soon. Excellent. Just won another the gold medal. The records keep piling up? Uh, well, yeah, we're just adding to our best ever total. Mm-hmm. So... One last quick check-in with Aaron MacArthur, keeping us up to date on how the roads are looking around the area. Aaron. Yeah, Chris, snow really coming down here in Port Moody and sticking uh, quite significantly, I'd say, in the last hour, a couple of centimeters on the roads. Uh, St. John, not very good. We're just going up Snake Hill now. Uh, yeah, sketchy. Sketchy for sure. Mm -hmm. Two things, though. The snow is sticking and people are staying off the roads. Uh, There's almost nobody on the the roads right now. So good news in that front, people staying home when they don't have to be out. And storm's not over yet, folks. Uh, Hunker down for a little while longer. Nice to have a capable driver with winter tires on, too. You guys are doing well. Thanks very much, Aaron, and stay safe out there. I don't have to drive. It's great. You're doing all right. Maybe you could drop you off at home after the show. All right, Squires here with Look at Sports. Uh, you mentioned uh, some more success at the Yes, Olympics. we've got another gold medal, uh, this time in men's big air, snowboarding. Sebastian Touton of Quebec, he won the event, outperforming his more famous teammates, Mark Morris and uh, Max Perot. Those two did not get on the podium, but Touton saved it for Canada, and that should ease the pain of that men's hockey team losing to Germany this morning. If you think losing to Germany in the men's hockey semifinal is bad, can you imagine the reaction in this country if it had been NHL Canadian players that lost to Germany in the semifinals? They would have had an emergency session of Parliament. We would have had a national day of mourning. We would all have to put medication in our poutine just to settle us down. But uh, that men's hockey team could still win a bronze against the Czech Republic tomorrow morning. Okay, with that gold medal, standings are thus. Um, Norway. Not a lot of people in Norway, but they're all very good at winter sports. So they have a pretty healthy lead in terms of overall medals. But Canada in overall medals, second right now with a Canadian record 28 at the Winter Games. Okay, so between now and Monday, moving companies are going to get lots of calls from NHL players. Today, the Penguins picked up Derek Broussard from Ottawa for a first-round draft pick, defenseman Ian Cole, and goaltending prospect Philippe Gustafsson as part of the lead-up to trade deadline day on Monday. Now, you would think the Canucks are going to make trades between now and Monday as well. But not on the list to be traded are the Sedins. They want to stay here. But here's a question. A lot of NHL stars, when they're near the end of their careers and have never won a Stanley Cup, they ask to be traded to teams that have a good chance of winning the Cup. But the Twins don't care about that. They are happy to have had their chance in 2011. They don't want one more run somewhere else at the Holy Grail. To win here, we want to win here. Uh, that's the only... It wouldn't feel the same way if you, if you went to another team and won it there. Plus, in today's NHL, it's, it's what, what team do you go to? I mean, there are... I don't know. If you make the players, you can have a chance to win. So uh, that's, a, that's a tough one, too. To, I mean, in the past, maybe there were six, seven teams that you knew, you knew had a great shot, but uh, now it's uh, 16. So, uh, But the major thing is that uh, it wouldn't feel the same if, if you went to another team. They don't want to lift the cup as a Maple Leaf or whatever. Uh, not that I'm saying the Maple Leafs are going to win this year. But they have a chance. Okay, so uh, next year, we told you yesterday, the draft is going to be held here in Vancouver. One of the top defensemen up for grabs will be Bowen Byram. 
And if you like, you can watch him at the Langley Event Center because he plays for the Vancouver Giants. Or you can watch him right now. And now a pass back to her. What a play! Scores! Bowen Byram with a beautiful move to the backhand. Bowen Byram is starting to make the late-night highlight packages on a regular basis. The 16-year-old Giants defenseman came in with some hype as an offensively gifted blue liner. And he's lived up to the billing and more. Byram's already an impact player for the Giants with a combination of talent and high hockey IQ. His instincts, his intelligence, his intelligence is elite, and um, you, you can see that, the way he reads plays and uh, how he affects the, the game in so many different ways. And, um, you know, for a young guy at 16, it's it's very, very rare, and uh, he's an elite guy. I feel like when I'm playing, it just, it's normal, like I'm supposed to be playing. It just, things seem to slow down in some circumstances, and I guess uh, that might be why I'm able to make some plays uh, in unique situations. Byram's already on the radar to be a top pick in the 2019 NHL entry draft. He's listed as number two right now behind American sniper Jack Hughes. Of course, a lot can change in the 16 months leading up to that draft, but Byram's being touted as one of those franchise defensemen all teams covet. You know, maybe a Drew Doughty, uh, you know, a Duncan Keith, uh, a player that's going to defend with his, his head, his feet, his hands, and, um, you know, really bring offense to the table as well. Byram is from Cranbrook, so you'd figure Scott Niedermeyer might be an idol, but you may be surprised who he gravitated to. Honestly, when I was little, I always liked Alex Burroughs for some reason. He's not a defenseman or anything, but he was just my favorite player. He's a gritty guy, and I try to uh, maybe use some of that in my game as well. Well, Burroughs has played nearly 900 NHL games over 13 seasons, something Byram would love to emulate. Burroughs was an undrafted long shot. Byram has the spotlight on him already. Sky's the limits, obviously. Uh, you know, you want to make sure he stays healthy, and um, but uh, without a doubt, it, the, the tools are there. Very delay, Global Sports. All right. I like Tiger's shirt. Uh, Honda Classic. There's some pink. To save par. Oh, old school here. It's a Tiger fist pump. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was up and down today. There's the up. Here's the down. And I do mean down to the bottom of the lake. But despite being one over, he's actually tied for 14th. Scores are not very low at this tournament. Luke List and Jamie Lovemark at minus three are the leaders. There you go. A chance of making the cut. Oh, he made the cut. Oh, he made oh, the cut. Oh, Tiger okay. plays the weekend. That's right, yeah. All right, here's Andrew and now the preview of Global News at 11 tonight, Ann. Thanks, Chris. As we've been seeing, winter conditions around Metro Vancouver have made for a treacherous day on the road. Still, some people are making the best of it. Check out this video sent into our newsroom. We caption it as, if life gives you snow, go skiing. These North Vancouver residents had a pretty good run near the Mount Seymour Parkway today. Of course, we are tracking the conditions and we'll have the latest on what we can expect going into the weekend. Chris? Still falling pretty good out there in some places. Thanks, Anne. Squire is up next with satellite debris, but First, here's Kasia Badurka with five things to do with the family this weekend. Kasia? Yeah, there's something for everyone here. Kids, adults, dogs, and for the home reno fans, the BC Home and Garden Show is on now at BC Place. Explore hundreds of impressive exhibits, meet home improvement celebrities, and be inspired by demos and workshops. 
Now for our fur babies and those who love them. The Pet Lover Show is happening at Tradex in Abbotsford this weekend. Expect everything from rabbit agility shows to dancing dogs, raptor shows, and every cat imaginable. You'll also find thousands of products for you and your best friend. How about the circus? Fireflight, the circus of Cascadia, will wow all ages this Sunday in Chilliwack. Picture graceful aerials, acrobatics, and flight all woven together to take you on a magical adventure. It's Vancouver Heritage Week, and you're invited to enjoy cultural stories and local history. Sunday morning, head to the historic Punjabi market for treats and hear about the people, businesses, and stories that make this area so special. Then, burn off the sweets with a walking tour highlighting the area's past and future. Be a tourist in your own hometown, that is, if you're near the capital region. This and next weekend, many local attractions, including museums, galleries and gardens, are offering up free or discounted admission with the purchase of a VIP card. For more on this, head to globalnews.ca slash five things. Base of 292, Grouse 400, Cypress 395 and Sasquatch 330. Revelstoke with a base of 256, Manning Park 195. Powder King 260 and Mount Washington 245. Big White with a base of 275, Silver Star 247, 219 for Sun Peaks and Apex 258. Guess what? What's what? that? Satellite debris. Oh, thank you. Nice. I thought we were going somewhere else. <laughs> uh, all right. So with uh, the snow report you just saw, with the Winter Olympics still going on until this weekend, with the white stuff falling all around us, I thought... I'm going to go back to a movie uh, called Days of Our Youth, or Days of My Youth. And this is from a couple of years ago, but the young man skiing down this rather treacherous mountain in Alaska is Cody Towns in Days of My Youth. is a movie. Here we go. He basically threads a very small needle. You lose him. But I'm going to show you what it looks like from his, his perspective. Now, if you watch from his perspective... You cannot, like, sumo wrestlers who ski cannot go down this path. I could, a stick man could, he can, but not many can, right there. Wow. And gets all the way out to the clear. Still one of the great winter lines of all time. Yeah. For sure. How do you take speed off? All right. When you're going down it the first time, going, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. (laughs) I'm not doing it here. Okay. Okay. You'd leave quite a stain on the side of the mountain if you miss. Okay, so um, a commercial, uh, kind of a very, if, if you're afraid of aliens, you may be afraid of this Volkswagen commercial coming up. But first, a commercial from a salt company about a little girl in South Africa who would love to see real snow.
Not a very clever monster. No, they never are. Uh, okay, so last but not least, um, let's see. Oh, Selma Hayek and Talking Sharks. Ah. There we go. Okay, so which one tasted better? Uh, Steve. Yeah, the guy. With Lisa, I only tasted peanut butter and chocolate. Lisa had just eaten a peanut butter cup. But so. with Steve, I tasted something more. It was peanut butter and uh, Snickers. Peanut butter and right. Snickers. Steve had just eaten Snickers peanut butter oh, squared. Steve was delicious. Yeah. I'd love another taste. Oh, certainly. Eat both squares, please. If you like peanut butter and chocolate, you'll love peanut butter and Snickers. Try new Snickers peanut butter squared. Eat both squares, please. please. Good stuff. All right. Thank you, Squire. Stay safe out there in the snow. Have a good weekend. Thanks for watching.